0: In for
1: the touchdown. You're listening to the One Podcast. Hello and welcome to your week three edition of the One Pridecast. I'm Tori Petri alongside my co-host Lomas Brown. Lomas, how's it going? Hey. You know what? You guys know uh, Lomas and I are both Gators. Yes. And when I walked into the room today to record with Lomas, Lomas is wearing his Gator polo, yes, which just repping. speaks to my heart. Yes,
0: I have to rep the. I have to rep the alma mater. I, have I love to rep it. it. Yes. I love
1: it. Well, speaking of our alma mater, there's another Gator on the team this week. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll, the Lions signed a quarterback. He's another Gator, at least for part of his career. So, Gators yeah. all over the place. This I know, week.
0: man. We have to give him. A, I have to give him a Gator Chomp when I see him. There you so go. I'm going well, to welcome Jeff with the Gator Chomp.
1: I got him. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, Lomas, the Lions are uh, undefeated right now. Yes, they are one zero and one. I am never going to get used to tagging on the uh, tie on the end of the win-loss record there. But the Lions are undefeated heading into their week three game against the Eagles. We talked about how important this win was against the Chargers. How much of a relief is it for the Lions to be undefeated as they head into games against the Eagles and Chiefs?
0: Yes, very, very good feeling in the locker room. It was great to go down to a lock, a victorious locker room after the game. Guys were feeling good. That It, it wasn't a pretty win, Tori, but it no. was a win. <laughs> we'll take a win. And against a good quarterback in Phillip Rivers, um, a good team. You know, San Diego shot themselves in the foot a lot uh, during the game. But they're, they're going to be a good team to, uh, that people going to have to contend with. But I'm just happy we were able to get the win. The O-line protected Matthew very well. He was able to look downfield. And the defense, they stepped up when they had to step up in the big moment. So it was a great victory for us to get our first one of the year.
1: I think what stands out to me is, like you said, although it was not a pretty win, mm-hmm. there was a lot of sloppy football in that game. Uh, but what stuck out is that... The big clutch moments in that game came in the fourth quarter. Yes. You got Matthew Stafford's fourth and one uh, to Marvin Jones Jr. and then the touchdown to Kenny Galladay and then Darius Lay's interception to kind of seal it off. And those happened in the fourth quarter. And what was our gripe about the first week was that they did not play that's well right. in the fourth quarter. Right,
0: they didn't finish in the fourth quarter. you absolutely You're absolutely right. They did finish, and that's a great sign. It really is, especially going into this tough game next week, this week.
1: Yeah, I really think that uh, that was an area that they focused on all week long. Talking about finishing the game, and they were able to do that against the Chargers. Although there was a little bit of messiness (laughs) along the way, Uh, what stuck out to you uh, during that game, Lumen?
0: Yeah, like like you said, it's a lot of uncharacteristic plays. Yeah, Matt Prater. Prater. Oh my goodness, we we didn't know who was in the number five uniform (laughs) because. We're so used to this guy being automatic, and that that was kind of stunning to see him uh, miss the field goals. And and really early, early in the game, it was kind of stunning to see L.A. Chargers run against our defense. They had success early in the game, but again, the defense came back. Uh, made adjustments and shut them down pretty much in the second half, especially the fourth quarter. So, I think those things, like I said, I was very pleased with how the offensive line uh bounced back. Um, I think the running game too is maybe might be a little concerned too. We need to get that going on uh, to help Matthew, but overall, like I say, a win is a win and we'll take it
1: definitely. I mean, even though there wasn't a big running game in that game carry on Johnson still had a good game he Mm -hmm. had some really good moments some nice jukes that were just really fun (laughs) to watch he had the one where there were three guys that he dodged uh which was amazing to watch in slow-mo and then obviously uh his touchdown which was impressive yes you know uh had some good passing plays there from carry on. Oh,
0: he did, especially after bobbling the ball, like you said, and able to control <laughs> it and get in the end zone. And he he's such a dual threat. He could be such a dual threat guy. And like you said, if we could get him to the second level, he can make guys miss. So I'm I'm excited to see the offensive line keep progressing and then the run game. The run game, Coach Belvo, I think has done a great great job these first two games. Tori, I don't think I've seen the same formation twice in the game yet. He's mixing it up so well. You don't know where the tight ends are going to line up at. He's moving them around. He's doing so much more with that offense to, again, it's going to keep the defenses on their heels. So I'm very pleased with what's been happening on the offensive side of the ball so far.
1: Well, speaking of the run game, the Lions made some changes in that area this week, releasing CJ Anderson and then yes. picking up Paul Perkins off of waivers. What did you make of that move?
0: Yeah, I mean, it must be something the coaches see in Perkins because I I thought uh, CJ was going to be our little thumper. That's what I was calling him the thumper. You bring carry-on in and you get outside runs or juke runs but when you need those tough in-between tackle runs, you would bring CJ in and I thought he was perfect for that but again, like I say, the coaches watch film every day and they're watching these guys and evaluating talent throughout the league so hopefully they think that's this Perkins guy a be a better fit for the team than, say, C.J. was.
1: Well, I think it's really a vote of confidence for carry-on Johnson, yeah. for giving the ball to carry-on. Uh, they didn't do as much of that in week one. They did more of it in week two. Great. And also a vote of confidence in a guy like Ty Johnson, the rookie. Yeah. He had 30 yards on the ground in that game against the Chargers. And I think that they are saying they like what they've got in him. Even though he's a totally different style back than C.J. Anderson, they just like the they have him as a tool at running back
0: no that's a great point Tori you're right and it was great to see Ty get some action it was just that change up and like you say once he got in there he it it just seemed to motivate the offensive line just kind of juice up that offense a little bit more too um so you're right maybe it is a sign that they want to give him more work and uh, and see what the young guy can do
1: definitely A lot of things that needed to be improved on in that game against the Chargers. But if you had to pick one thing that needs to change for this coming week, what would it be?
0: For me, I think, Torrey, we have to score points. Like I say, I'm pleased with what we've been doing on offense, but I just think we have to put up more points. We've been moving the ball up and down the field, and unfortunately, uh, what ends up happening is penalties or something. Oh my goodness! That, the
1: penalties for that game—they have been game.
0: bad, haven't they? They have been in both games. Really, have been bad. Well, penalties. and the
1: Chargers game wasn't just the Lions; it was both teams. Absolutely, just flags. It felt like every single play.
0: It felt like a preseason game. I'm like, man, <laughs> now, these are all the refs, man. They wanted to get their names out there. But you're right. So that's definitely – so you that's going to have to improve. And like I say, putting up points. When you have the opportunity, we're going to have to score more points because, again, this league is a league where you have a lot of explosive offenses, especially who we're playing this year, Kansas City, so on, so on, that's coming in. So to me, that would be my one concern – right now on on the offensive side of the ball, and on the defensive side of the ball just uh, getting that run game just stopping the run, just continuing to get better against the run so you can stop teams from running because I think that's how teams want to attack this defense, they want to try to run the ball to set up the pass against us, so if those two areas can improve, I think we can keep going down this route of winning games Ah Ah The Stadium Collection, located inside Gate A at Ford Field, is your one-stop shop for all your Detroit Lions merchandise needs. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. The Stadium Collection has something for every Lions fan in your life to show their pride.
1: Well, the Lions have a really tough slate coming up here with the Eagles on the road this week. And then they have to host the Chiefs at home. That one is definitely going to be a tough one. Uh, really tough combo of games. But then they've got the bye week yes. right after that. Really interesting setup <laughs> the way this, this uh – Season is set up this year, but they've got a really tough schedule to open it. And amazingly, they're undefeated as they head into two of the tougher uh, matchups of their season. Uh, But the Eagles are looking a little bit, a little bit of a different challenge this week because of all of the injuries. You don't have the normal faces that you would uh, usually see, at least if some of these guys end up being out.
0: Yeah, I, I mean. From looking at the Eagles, I watched them today and been watching them on film and right now, I think this is the time that we can get them. I'm, Carson Wentz still looking a little rusty. His timing in there with his receivers. Um, the game, that Sunday night game they just had, he was kind of all over the place. Um, with the Eagles, I also seeing that teams are able to throw against their defense. So, Right now with the injuries you're saying that may occur with Carson Wentz not being as sharp as he probably will be later on in the season and with their defense giving up uh, some run plays, some nice run plays, I think this might be the best time and the injuries, I think this might be the best time for a Lion team to go in there and and get a a victory on the road. I really think that the Eagles are vulnerable right now at this particular time.
1: Yeah, and we talked about that last week with the Chargers being vulnerable Mm -hmm. uh, with some of the injuries that they had. Let me just run through some of these injuries. (laughs) I brought in a little notepad with all the injuries. And it's
0: full. The notepad (laughs) is full. (laughs) Because
1: there's a lot of them for the Eagles but here's some important ones that You should know this week, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, those are the big ones. Mm. Uh, Deshaun Jackson with the abdominal strain, Alshon Jeffrey with the calf strain. We don't know for sure right now as of the time you and I are recording this, but all the reports seem to say those guys probably won't be in there for the game against the Lions. And then there's a couple other unknowns with tight end Dallas Goddard. He's got a calf injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then running back Corey Clement, he's got a shoulder injury. Those guys are uh, question marks for them right now. So this is who we're probably going to see a lot more of is we're probably going to see Nelson Aguilar yes. as kind of the number one wide mm-hmm. receiver, Mac Hollins, and then rookie J.J. Arkega-Whiteside. Wow. Those are the names to watch for in terms of receiving threats. Because of all the injuries that they have
0: and and I know Carson doesn't have chemistry with those guys he he just it's just no time in the day for him to develop chemistry with those guys, so again, right then, like I said, in the passing game, I think we have a opportunity, and like you say, with their running back being banged up too, so to me, like I say, they are so vulnerable on their offense side of the ball, I think our defense could have a big game and Carson's gonna give you a couple that you could take. He's gonna give you a couple of turnovers that you just have to take advantage of. I wonder
1: of. what Darius Slay would say about that. Oh yeah. I'm a, <laughs> and, and I talked
0: to Darius. I'ma talk to him a little later on. I'ma ask him about that. Yeah. So so this is the time, Tori. I mean it's a great it's great time and plus they're just coming off the loss to Atlanta. So, again, this is good time and to come in and try to steal one.
1: J.J. J. Arkega-Whiteside talked this week about going in and having to perform in that last game against Atlanta because of all the injuries that happened. And he said he spent more time in practice this week acting as Julio Jones on scout <laughs> team than he did working for – the game against the Falcons. I believe it. You know, he just kind of got thrust into a bigger role. Now he's got more time to prepare this week, so that certainly should help him. But uh, the Eagles are definitely – low on receiving threats I think by the end of that game against the Falcons they had one tight end who was able to play and that was Zacherts. now if you are only going to have one tight end I think that's (laughs) kind of the guy to have Uh, but it's definitely a tough position to be in because it limits what you can do schematically and you know uh, the different uh, setups that you can put out there
0: yeah you're right
1: but then you look on the defensive line and they've got some injuries there as well Wow, and that ne- is that's definitely going to be important for the Lions too. I mean, you've got Fletcher Cox. Yes, that's, that's the man. always the threat. Yes. But then Tim Jernigan is injured. Malik Jackson is injured, and so it looks like we'll see more of Hassan Ridgeway and Akeem Spence, and who the, is a former Lion.
0: That's right. So th- that's what I'm saying, Tori. It it just seemed like it's set up. For us to go there and have good success on both sides of the ball. Like you say, they still have the big man, Fletcher Cox, in the middle. but And Brandon Graham is still there. But like you say, not the nucleus of that defense in there. So hopefully, you know, we'll recognize that we will be some matchups that we could take advantage of, and we'll be able to hopefully pound the ball at those guys because I, I still think that's where our offense works too. Run the ball, to throw the ball. I think that's going to be the best approach for a Daryl Belville or at least this our offense. I think that's going to be the best approach. So hopefully we'll be able to establish the run.
1: Well, the Eagles are struggling so much with injuries this week that they canceled practice on Wednesday. Wow. They moved it to a walkthrough, so they're still working. They just aren't having a practice, which is just a different intensity level for people who may not be familiar. You're still getting out there and walking through your plays, and you're just in shorts and, and T-shirts basically instead of out there, uh, you know, on the field getting a practice in. Yeah. So, that's where the eagles are at we asked coach patricia about that on wednesday and he said it's no big deal teams do that all the time he said they did it against uh the panthers last year when they played the panthers they uh changed their wednesday practice to a walkthrough and ended up doing thursday as a uh practice instead of the thursday walkthrough so it's just really switching up which days that you're doing something Mm -hmm. but on the surface level, it seems like that says something about the health of that team.
0: Absolutely, it does. And and I know the mindset between having pads on in practice and having a walk-through. And believe me, you're not... <laughs> Is it different? Oh, Tori, you're not as focused. You know I mean, <laughs> you're not as intense. So you're not as sharp in some of those walk-throughs. So you, got, you might be thinking about the play, but in the walkthrough, your mind has time to think about something else over here. So... You know, it's a big difference between putting those pads on and having those type of practice. But I I do think it's more towards their injury situation why they switched up the practices.
1: Meanwhile, the Lions are looking pretty dang healthy. I mean, we saw Jared Davis practicing today. We saw Deshaun Hand practicing today. Taylor Decker was out there. Now, we don't know what level of health that mm-hmm. they're at. We've seen some of those guys practice already last week, and they didn't end up playing this week. But – that's certainly a positive.
0: Yeah, oh, a great positive that those guys are out there, and I'm happy to hear that. And it's, like I say, it's great timing. Anytime you could get your full squad in there, Deshaun Hand, we hadn't seen him play this year. You know, it'd be great to see him. Jared Davis, we hadn't seen him since he's gotten hurt. So, it'd be great for him to get back in and get acclimated. So, as much as we could get back full strength, I mean, that's great. And this seemed like it's coming at the right time with the bye being a couple of weeks uh, um, down the road, it seemed like this coming at the right time for everybody to try to get healthy or to seemingly get healthy.
1: Well, the Lions are uh, heading on the road to Philadelphia, which means we are as well. And last year, we kind of did our little road chronicles uh, on the podcast. We talked about what we were going to do on uh, on our road trips. Any plans for Philadelphia?
0: I'm going to, I think it's Geno's. I'm going to find that. Oh, you... Tori, you know when the big fella get in Philly, you got to get a cheese steak. So I'm going to find the best one. Whoever says the best one is in Philly, I'm going to find that I'm going to have me a meal nice. I think the biggest you can get is an eighteen incher. I'm going Whoa. eighteen. I'm going eight. I'm going all the way in, Tori. All the way in.
1: Now are mm-hmm. you gonna do it with or without?
0: Oh with? Are you
1: kidding? <laughs> Did I say with? that right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: You did, yeah.
1: But it's the cheese whiz, right?
0: Yeah, that's, that is true, though. That is true. But I'll take it. I'll take it because it, it, it all blends in also oh so well <laughs> on that sandwich. So I'll take it. All right,
1: all right. Well, I don't think I'll be joining you for the Philly cheese sakes. I did that. Uh, the Lions had um, you know, sent us to the draft for uh, the year that it was in Philadelphia, okay. which was really cool. It was right there on the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Art, which was and really awesome scene, really cool atmosphere. But I did the whole Philly cheesesteaks then, and uh, I think – I think i marked that off it, the list that's off and the list that was pre that was pre uh me deciding to give up dairy so okay so that's over my my philly cheesesteak days are <laughs> over but how about that home game at Ford Field on sunday it was pretty oh, dang loud in there.
0: it was man I, man we got some of the best fans our fans are so awesome and they just want something to cheer about Tori, that's what they want and they come so ready and they just been so loyal to this team and it's so great when they give them a chance. To cheer and cheer a lot, and they did. They, that's our twelfth man right there. The the fans and um in the, in the uh, oh, I was gonna say the Silver Dome in Ford Field. <laughs> I was going back there.
1: <laughs> taking you, taking us back to yes, your days, flashback. Lomis. Exactly. <laughs> well, Lomas thanks so much for uh, joining me on the podcast this week. I also would like to apologize to anyone from Philadelphia that I offended for trying to <laughs> speak your lingo. At least I attempted it, guys, and uh, we will see you there in Philadelphia. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Lomas.
0: Thanks.